Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. I personally don't want to sing. His name is Jesus and he loves me. He rescued me. Greater love world. His name is Jesus. And he loves me. And I know Rescue me. There's no greater love in the world. I wanna tell you of how we made a way for me. Mistakes that I made. I just don't know where I would be. Show me so much favor. And I amazing grace. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. To my eyes, you see, best of me. Morning, good morning. Jesus, and He loves me. No, God for me, rescued me. There's no greater love to world. His name, Jesus, and love me. Know this, send me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Conditional. I know, Tammy. That's what I said. My God. Thank you, Lord, for grace and new mercies. Yeah. I thank you, Lord. Yeah. No greater love. No greater love. No Saint Lucci, good morning, Cindy Butternut. I like that. Come on, Florida. He loves me. He loves me. Kai, just keep pressing, baby. He. Jesus, 
Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for understanding me even when I didn't and couldn't understand myself. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for peace. I thank you for saturating your us with your peace this morning. I thank you for power. I thank you for provision. I thank you for protection. I thank you, Lord God. Your ministering angels are encamped all around us father god i feel a breakthrough i promise i do i've been feeling it all morning lord i feel a breakthrough i feel a breakthrough um that was smoky norfolk i feel a breakthrough i feel a breakthrough i feel a breakthrough my god i thank you lord i thank you for grace mercy and love i just thank you lord god i thank you lord god that my mind is set on you this morning i thank you lord god i will not be moved by danger seen or unseen i will not be moved by circumstance because you are not a circumstantial god and every circumstance and every situation is under the blood it's under the blood it's under the blood it's under the blood it's under the blood the blood took up my case in courts and proved that i was not guilty the blood took up my case in courts improved that i was not guilty so i thank you 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 i promise you if you would just make a decision to focus in on god focus in on jesus focus in on what the cross did for you he'll begin to wipe all your tears away because he'll begin to you'll begin to become settled in who he is and what he is and how um all he has done for your life um i'm just so grateful for god and grateful for the power of god and get grateful for just his provision his protection and the fact that i could dwell with him and the fact that he gives us brand new mercies every day he is such a good good god he is such a good good father and lately i used to call him um you know refer to him lately daddy has been my name like i've been so intense with the daddy because that's how i feel about him this is my daddy and I am his daughter. And I pray today that you get a revelation today. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I feel a breakthrough coming. Like I feel a breakthrough coming. I feel a shift in the atmosphere. And I'm not telling you something just to exhort you, but I am encouraging you because I felt that I was in here and I was rejoicing. And if you saw me when the cameras were down and in the morning, I do a lot of stomping and a lot of running and a lot of jumping and praising. And I just was thanking God and I was jumping up and down and I felt pop like something pop in my spirit I felt a breakthrough coming I felt a change a switch of the game in the atmosphere and I don't know I don't have to know what the breakthrough is I just receive it you better receive that like you just better receive it like I felt the pop I felt it I felt it I felt it I feel it in my spirit now if you're in need of a breakthrough you better reach up and grab that breakthrough because I felt it in my spirit glory to God glory to God glory to God glory to God put a down payment on it put your praise on it put put a praise on it glory to God glory to God glory to God 
Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. I see new jobs. I see promotion. My God, I see advance. I see if you have the willingness to advance, he will advance you. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That your glory is on the situation. Miss Sandra Isla, I miss you too much. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. I feel like I haven't seen you. I love you, Lord God. Thank you, Frida. I saw your message. I wasn't able to read it. I'll, I'll read it after um, a little bit later, but I did get it. So if it looks like I opened it, I did, but it's just because I don't like notifications, but I didn't get to receive. I didn't get to read it. Father God, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you for the breakthrough. I thank you. 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 Just keep pressing in. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I felt it pop. Like I felt something pop in my spirit. So I'm just telling, telling you when, when the word, the Lord is like, I feel a breakthrough or I sense someone or the man or woman of God senses something in their spirit. You don't have to feel it. You ain't got to feel it. You just got to receive it and you got to receive it by faith. Like, I thank you. 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 I see jobs and promotion in my spirit. And the last time I said I saw jobs and promotion in my spirit, people got jobs and promotions. They, people got jobs and promotions like, bam, people were calling me back. And I want you, when that happens to you and you know a word is released, then do me a favor and drop your testimony when we're on live. Don't be ashamed of your testimony. It just helps prove that the words that are coming out of my mouth are the gospel and they're coming from the Lord. And so a lot of times people do it and they'll just message me. I'm like, no, put it on display for the world because I'm not giving you the promotion. I'm not giving you the breakthrough. I'm not giving you the increase. So when I hear the spirit of the Lord telling me it's time to advance, my God, when I hear the Lord saying it's breakthroughs, when I hear the Lord, in, in my spiritual ear saying jobs and promotion, you just got to start. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And do me a favor. Don't set your eyes on necessarily a particular job. That's all I'm saying because this one may come, this one may come unexpectedly. This may not look like what you think. That's what I'm just saying. So I don't want you, if a job doesn't work out, you to think that your breakthrough or your promotion or your increase is going to be, is canceled out. And we'll do that sometime. We're so honed in on a job. We don't see God working from behind the scenes. We don't see him working behind the scenes. We don't see him over in the corner. The Lord has ways of working things out and doing things for us and doing things for the believer that they cannot see, right? That they cannot see. And so I'm just telling you, I feel it. 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 My God, I thank you. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Breakthrough promotion and increase. So last time the Lord sent me there, somebody got a promotion. A couple of people got a promotion. A couple of people got a new job. And so we just stand in faith and receive that by faith and don't keep your eyes on what you see. So if something does not work out or it doesn't look like that particular job got answered or that particular thing happened, believe me this, <laughs> believe me this, God has something set up for you. God, God has something set up for you. It just may not look like 
uh, what you think it should look like. And if I know God, it looks better. <laughs> if I know God, it looks better. If I know God, it looks better. It looks better. It looks better than what we imagine as better benefits. It's a better location. Um, it's better. I know him. It's always better. It looks better. It looks better than it looks greater than it looks more advanced. It looks more sovereign. It looks more focused. And I'm just thankful for that. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And I am grateful. And I feel that I need you to affirm. I need you to just repeat some things after me. Um, say I am loved, (laughs) say I am forgiven, say I am chosen, my God, say I am redeemed, my God, say I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, my God, say I, the glory of God is on my life, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, I have grace, I have brand new mercies daily, I am chosen, I am forgiven, just say those things to your self like say those things to yourself you're gonna have to repeat that to yourself because there there will become points where even in this teaching that you will feel unworthy or you will not feel your righteousness and so you just got to keep speaking it in your ear you got to keep I'm adopted right I am favored I am loved right I am well thought of my God I am healed I am whole I am sanctified. I am set apart. Like you're going to have to keep, you might have to keep saying that to yourself until yourself believes it. And I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And this is not something that I earn. And my God and my daddy loves me. And I need to show you today, not show you, but just help you hopefully understand how to receive God's love. Because God was explaining to me today that, um, I didn't like, I didn't like to receive God's love looks differently and we don't have to do absolutely anything to receive God's love. Like we don't have to do anything to receive his grace. We've been saved by grace. And because we are such in a performance based system and because we are such, um, we've been taught, um, uh, transactional relationships. Come on now, my God, because we've been taught transactional relationships and because we live in transactional society, then we treat our, we, we treat the relationship with God as if he is transactional, right? If he is transactional and sometimes he just does what he does for you because he is daddy God. Like I'm not doing what I do for you because um, you've done everything perfect or you've done everything right. That's not why I'm doing what I do for you. I do what I do for you because I love you, right? I'm doing what I do for you because I love you. And my love for you doesn't change even if you're good or if you're bad. But if we don't understand this, what happens to us is we put, we, we put ourselves in the position and we think, um, it's because I'm good. Now, obedience does pr- produce a result, right? Obedience does produce a result. I'm not saying that obedience doesn't produce a result, but I'm saying that God will do what he got, what he did for you because he is God, because he spoke a word over your life, because he made a decision, right? Because I decided that this was going to happen for you, that this is already written in your books. And because I wrote this in your books, I'm going to make this manifest and I'm going to make this come forth, 
right? Because I already said it and I'm not a God that I shall lie. And so if we get out of a transactional relationship with God and we don't treat God's, our relationship with God transactionally, we'll begin to understand our righteousness and we won't have to justify it. So let me pray. And then let's get into this word. Father God, I thank you for the word today. I thank you that you open the minds of your people, that you give them ears to hear, Lord God, eyes to see and a heart to receive, Lord God. Let us not quench the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit, go and do a greater work in us so that we understand who we are through Christ Jesus. My God, I thank you, Father God, for his suffering on the cross. Now give us revelation of what that suffering looks like in our life right now in the name of Jesus. Give us revelation of what that suffering looks like in our life. And so I want to read this to you because I've been studying a lot in Deuteronomy. The Lord keeps taking me to Deuteronomy about possessing the land. But one thing that stuck out to me, and the first time I read it was um, 1029 of 18, because I always mark things in my Bible. And it's Deuteronomy and it's the fourth. It says, uh, after the Lord, your God has done this for you. Don't say in your hearts, the Lord has given us this land because we are such good people. No, it is because of the wickedness of the other nations that he is pushing them out of your way. It's not because you are so good or have such integrity that you are about to occupy their land. The Lord, your God will drive these nations out ahead of you only because of their wickedness and to fulfill the oath he swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. You must recognize that the Lord, your God is not giving you this good, good land because you are good people. You are not good people. You've been stubborn. And I, and I, that scripture takes me to a certain place often because it reminds me of God's goodness, his grace and mercy. And then when you read in Isaiah, you see, um, I think it's over in Isaiah 53, you'll see the change of God's heart towards the people of Isaiah. So if I get out of my mentality that I get to earn this, right, that I'm earning what happens next, next, right, that this is not, I'm not saying that you don't have to obey. You clearly have to obey. God is clear in telling us we need to obey his commandments. But what he does for you isn't based, predicated on your goodness or your bad. What he does for you is predicated on his love for you, which happens in his motive. What's God's motive? And so I'm praying today that you're delivered from overthinking. That's my prayer today. My prayer today is that you are delivered from overthinking because overthinking will keep you from receiving what the Holy Spirit is saying. Over, to overthink is a verb, right? To overthink is a verb. And when you overthink, you think too much about something. You, too, you put too much time into thinking about it. You analyze it. And overthinking is way more harmful than helpful. Over overthinking will walk you right out of a blessing over overthinking will uh, move you out of position overthinking will have you so far out of faith overthinking will have you fearful overthinking will have you worried overthinking when I am analyzing someone who overthinks worries too much. Somebody who overthinks worries too much. Anytime I'm trying to overthink the love of God, anytime I'm trying to rationalize the love of God, anytime I'm trying to figure out the love of God, I am praying today that you get delivered from overthinking and you accept the truth that God loves me and stop asking why.
and how, well, how can you, and why would you, and I'm so, because that, why would you, and how could you, and all of that overthinking has you worrying too much. It has you worrying too much, and it has you anxious, and so you become anxious about the things of God, when God has said already what he said about you, and instead of overthinking, you should be praying and asking for him to reveal to you what's in your books. If God told us in Matthew, do not be anxious, do not be worried. The pagans, those that do not know the Lord, think on these things. They worry over food and clothing and shelter. Those are pagan people to do that. You're overanalyzing the word of God when the word is the word is the word is the word. And so if in the word, we're still in Ephesians, we're in Ephesians 2, it comes to us and the verse, the next verse says here, but God who is rich in his mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. This is why he reconciled us. But God who is rich in his mercy, God is rich in mercy. And because we're not rich in mercy or we've never experienced anybody rich in mercy tangible here on this earth, then we don't understand how God could be rich. We can't imagine God's great love for us because we're focused on why he shouldn't love us. Like, or we're focused on why we should be canceled out or we're focused on why this shouldn't work or we're focused on what our eyes see. And so we're right here in Ephesians two, four, and I think we might get to five and seven. And it says, no, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, right? That even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace, you've been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might sow the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ. And so because we overthink, when we get a word or a scripture that says to us, God is rich in mercy towards us. He is gracious towards us. He loves us. We start thinking and overthinking, well, how does God love me? What do you mean? How, God, how does God love you? God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son so that you wouldn't perish in the eternal like lake of fire. Hell is real. Yes, Ebony, you've been redeemed. And so when I'm in a position of overthinking, I think more about corruption. I think more uh, about my nature. I think more about my sinfulness. I spend too much time thinking about what I don't deserve when I need to spend time on just receiving the fact that God loves me, right? But because we overthink, we can't receive it because we're trying to rationalize what that love looks like because most of us have been brought up in transactional relationships or relationships that were based on if I'm good, I demonstrate love. If I'm not good, I don't demonstrate love. And he's like, no, I love you with the love. We have a warped idea of God's grace and mercy. And in that sometimes it justifies our pride. We think God loves us because we're so lovable, but God's love extends even to those that are not lovely. God, God's love still extends to you even when you're not lovely. Remember in the previous verse, it talked about the children's wrath. And so God's love is found in him. We don't have to give God a reason to love us. 
Like we don't have to give God a reason to love us, but yet in the greatness of his love, he loves us anyway. Like he loves us anyway. You do not have to give God a reason to love. He doesn't think um, of how or what he should love you. There is a scripture that I read last night in a uh, lady's Bible study. It's in Isaiah and Isaiah. And it simply says, um, how could you forget about a child you gave birth to? Right. How could you get, forget about a child that you gave birth to? Because God sincerely loves you, loves you intentionally, loves you on purpose, loves you without performance. But most of us don't understand that. And because we are so sin conscious, we are more likely be, to be drawn to have conversation about our sins. And so we try to make ourselves lovable to God. We try to make ourselves lovable to God because we try to make ourselves lovable to people. Right? Because that's what we've been practicing, how to make ourselves lovable to God. And so we try to make ourselves lovable to God. And when we try to put that on ourselves or we try to do that, then we miss the, the fact of this is not, I just simply need to receive this, right? I need to receive this. If I walked up and gave you a hundred dollars, here go your hundred dollars, right? If you, if I gave you a hundred dollars, I say, here's your hundred dollars, right? You, hopefully you're not going to tell me, no, nah, I can't receive that blessing. I've had people do that before. I've had people say, no, I can't receive that blessing. I've done that before. Right. But I just say, here's your hundred dollars, right? Here's your hundred dollars. That's the same, the way when God says, I love you, then you have to go and say, oh my God, you know what? You love me right? You, you love me. You love me. You have not forgotten about me. You have not forsaken me. I do not have to live in a performance based relationship with you. I do not have to do that. Like I do not have to be in a form. I don't have to mimic and say, right? I don't have to mimic. I don't have to pretend I understand the scripture and the word, right? I don't have to, I don't have to do that. Right? We, well, but mama Jeanette, sometimes parents love their children, no matter how their behavior is. That's not all parents. And that's part of the problem. Sometimes we've had people love us based on our performance. And because people have loved us based on our performance, and we don't even realize we do it as parents, then we think that God loves us based on performance. We think that God loves us. Most of us did not learn unconditional love from parenting. A lot of us didn't learn that. Most of our parents loved us with butt clauses. If you act good, um, I'm going to reward you based on your behavior. Most of our parents didn't extend grace and reward us anyway, even when we were bad. They thought, well, I still give you food and clothing and shelter. That's not a reward. They didn't demonstrate. Most parents don't demonstrate an overwhelming amount of love when I'm being disobedient. I have a rule. If I spank my kids, I love them afterwards. I do. I, I do. And Judah got on me the other day. He said, the last time you got on me, you didn't let me get in your lap. And I said, you know what, Judah? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I need to make sure that even when I discipline you, that you can come right back in and get in my lap. And I love on you. You are so right because that's how God does us. Even when we've been chastised, even when we've been persecuted, even when things happen, he lets us get right back in 
his lap. But because most of us have had transactional relationships, we don't understand that love. So how do I receive this love? How do I receive this love? Well, you're only going to be able to receive this love by faith. It's not a feeling. Can you say that after me? Because overthinking will have you thinking it's a feeling. You overthinking will have you thinking it's a feeling. It is not based on a feeling. It is not a feeling. It's not a feeling. Will you feel God's love? Most definitely you will feel God's love. You will feel God's love, but to receive something doesn't mean it has to have a super soupy, a feeling with it. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean it has to have a super feeling. So how do we receive love? It's by the Holy spirit in us. Now we've been talking about renewing our mind, right? We've been talking about reconciliation. We've been talking about that. It's so important for us to talk about and understand the re reconciliation so that God can reestablish re us and rebuild us. Well, here's what happened when we connect to the word of God, right? When we connect to the word of God and we get a word like we get today, right? When we get the word today and we say his great love, which love, which he loved us. And the word tells me, okay, God loves me. I may have never understood how God loves me, but I'm going to take this by faith. Well, when you're born of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives inside you. Ezekiel 36, 26, 27. The Lord says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my ways. There is something about the word that says within, right? So it says, I'm going to put my spirit within you, right? And I'm going to ca cause you to walk in my ways. The Holy Spirit is within you. I need you to know that he's not dwelling on the outside of you. When you accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and savior, the Holy spirit dwells within you. His spirit is within me. Your spirit Christ is in me with through the Holy spirit, right? So then when I activate and spend more time in the word, what happens is the word connects to the Holy spirit and it wakes up. It gives me revelation. Oh my God. God loves me. But when I've been transactional and I've been in harsh and hard relationships or relationships that have not demonstrated love at that capacity, there are blockers in way in place, or there are things in place set up by the enemy that make me overthink or make me get into position of not being able to receive God's love because I'm basing his love on the transactional relationships that have occurred around me. I'm equating his love based on the performance based relationships that I learned growing up, right? That I learned growing up. And so since I'm basing my relationships on those, then when I hear the first time God loves me unconditionally, it's hard for me to receive that. It's hard for me to receive that. That's difficult for me to receive because I haven't ever seen the evidence of that love or because I attach love to a feeling. I haven't felt the evidence of that love. So when I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, the Holy spirit, and you're like, how does this happen? It's supernatural, baby. It's supernatural. It's the faith part of this journey, right? And so you may have to ask the Lord, increase my faith. So I understand how you love me, increase my faith, Lord God, so that I understand 
who you are to me. Increase my faith, Lord God, so that I don't treat my relationship with you like I treat my relationship with people. So 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, do you not know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Do you not know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So here's something important, and this is what kind of shook me today. Um, Andrew Murray wrote a book called the spirit of Christ. And in his book, he elaborated this and he talked about how in the Jewish temple, there are three courts. You got to hold on to this, right? The outer court, the inner court and the Holy of Holies. And so Murray describes how our bodies, our, our temple, we're like the outer court. The inner court is our mind. So if the enemy is at constantly intact, I need you to hear this. So our bodies are the outer court. The inner court is our mind, right? Our will, our emotions. But inside of us, the Holy of Holies is where the spirit of God dwells. So the, the Holy Spirit dwells inside our spirit. So inside you and me is the Holy of Holies. That's why we cannot afford to allow anything to get in our spirit that does not line up with the word of God. So where the interference is ran, come on y'all, is in our mind. The enemy runs interference in our mind and puts us in a position so that we overthink and don't understand this is how much God loves me right? And so we over start overthinking. And the point of the interference in our mind is so that that truth won't get to the holy of holies. See, if I doubt it in my mind, then that truth won't get in my spirit, which is the holy of holies. The holy of holies is in me. The spirit of God is in me. The temple of God is holy. That's why you can't allow everything into your spirit or for your spirit to connect to another spirit that is wrong. And we can get into that whole conversation. I feel like I need to have a coffee shop talk with just the ladies about soul ties, right? We need to have a soul tie conversation, right? Because, because anything in your mind was sent to block your image of what's supposed to transform and happen inside of you in the Holy of Holies, right? And so when our temples are not clean or cleansed and we don't know what the word says about us or what the word says, how much God loves us, then our mind, our mind keeps canceling out, keeps putting us back into performance based relationships keeps putting us back, right? Keeps putting us back into put the, to the position to not understand how much God loves us, right? He doesn't understand. So then first John, first John one and nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what the word says. Well, we don't confess our sins, Cause we don't think he's faithful and just to forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness because of these transactional and performance based relationships we've been in. They didn't. Somebody loved us conditioning. Somebody wouldn't forgive us. And so we take these thoughts and put them in our mindset and think that that's the only way God can think of us. Right. And then the other, th and, and, or because somebody so such a bow brow beat us with sin and no one taught us about grace and mercy. Right. So 
We, we don't receive it. We don't think it's happened. I love this. I love this thought process. When you take a shower, when you get out the shower, you don't ever think you're not clean, right? You don't ever think I'm not clean. You don't take a shower and come out and say, Oh, I'm probably, I'm probably not clean, right? It's the same thing with the word of God. When you take the word of God, if we don't think we're not clean, right? The only reason we don't think we're not clean is because we don't understand or we don't trust that the word works. And so every time the word gets into our holies of holies, it activates. Remember we talked about being spiritually dead. It activates something in us and says, Ooh, that's the truth. That's how much God loves you. But when we have so many other things, beta blockers or whatever in our mind blocking us, right? It's hard for the thought that God loves us to squeeze in and get to the Holy of Holies. That's why love is so powerful. That's why love will change any circumstance. That's why love will change any situation because love penetrates Pure love penetrates and gets into the Holy of Holies, but our bodies outside the outer court, our minds is inside the inner court, right? And once we get into the inner court, right? Our mind is this inner court. And then our spirit is the Holy of Holies. We've got to get past every thought that has ever been in our mind about whether or not God can love us in difficult or hard situations. We got to get past every thought that says that. And the only way that we're going to get past those thoughts is by taking God at his word and renewing our mind in the word and letting the Holy spirit work that out in you. So when the Holy spirit, um, is trying to tap on you and tell you something. That's why I said, we got to be quiet in this season. We got to slow down so that we're able to receive and understand God's love. Most of us are missing. Most of us won't even realize we are in mental ascent. We're just mimicking. We're just parroting. We're just saying all of these different things. We're not actually living it. There's no evidence of victory in our life. There's no evidence of God being fruitful in our life because we're just saying words, right? Well, when we're just saying words, the words are in our mind. They've not yet connected to our spirit because when they get in our spirit, we will begin to walk it out in our daily lives and we will never question again whether or not God loves us. You ain't got to question whether or not God loves you. And so that's why today I started this out with Lord, deliver us from overthinking the word, <laughs> right? We overthink the word, deliver us. When, when God says, there's no weapon that formed against me shall prosper. We start overthinking, well, which weapons? <laughs> like which weapons, right? Right. When God says, I shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You don't think about all your needs. You say, well, he's probably not going to supply this need. And so you discredit it because you won't receive it. And it's because you got to put it. So if my mind is always in a position where it's calling. So let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is always, and we're going to wrap this up. The Holy Spirit is always going to point you towards God. It's always going to point you towards Christ. It's always going to point you towards forgiveness. It's always going to point you towards the cross. And so anytime you have thoughts that are con condemning, anytime you have thoughts that are overwhelming you, Anytime you have thoughts that are trying to make you look back and think on your horrible sins. Anytime you have thoughts that are not pure, lovely and good report. 
It is never a question. You should never question. Those questions are not from God because when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he's going to lead you back to God and lead you to the word. Romans eight and one says there is absolutely no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And so even when I'm thinking bad or ill towards a person or bad or ill towards a person, a, a situation, it's because my, my mind, right? Which is the inner court is, is bombarded by thoughts and ideas, which are causing me to worry. And if nobody ever taught me to turn my thoughts to the word of God, or I don't have enough word in me, right? then I won't renew my mind in this and I'm not relying on the Holy Spirit inside of me. I'm not relying. I don't even know how to tap in and rely on the Holy Spirit inside of me. And so if I'm going to walk this thing out at next level, I'm going to fulfill my kingdom assignment. I got to understand what Jesus did on the cross, right? Jesus dying on the cross, the resurrection, getting back up, that's going to give me power and I'm going to see power later. But that Jesus died, that the death on the cross redeemed me and set me free. And God did this because he loved me and stopped saying, well, why do God, why does it, it's like we do the same things in relationships. Well, why do you love me? Why do you love, why do you love me? I told you I love you, right? And love is an action word. And God demonstrates us that he loves us all the time because we definitely don't get what we deserve. We definitely do not get what we deserve. We definitely don't get that. And so we respond to God in the same capacity. We sit around and ask God, well, why do you love me? I love you because I love you. I love you because I love you. I love you because I love you. And so you got to insert the word. And some of y'all like, I pray all the time, but you're not even praying the word. (laughs) You're not even praying the word. You're not praying the word over the situation. The word is what's going to change you. The word is what activates the Holy Spirit. You praying some prayer that don't even line up with the word. That's why a lot of times we got to figure out or learn how to pray because you need to be praying the word, right? So when you got trust issues, your your prayer becomes trusting the Lord with all my heart, lean out into my own understanding and all my ways. I acknowledge you, Lord God, help me with this and you shall direct your path. And then the Holy Spirit says, Oh, there's a truth. There's a truth. There's a spirit assigned to that. There's the spirit assigned to that. It gets into the Holy of Holies and then the Holy of Holies have activated in you. Can I tell you something? I'll tell you a little secret. When the Holies of Holies get activated in you, when your word, your, your mind is so renewed in the word, sin falls off you. That's grace. Sin falls off you. You sin. You don't have to be over here. Like I'm not going to sin today. I'm not going to sin today. I'm not going to sin today. You will not have a desire to sin because the spirit of God is growing in you. You're understanding your reconcile. You're understanding your love. And so you got to understand that you got to understand that so that Christ can be made alive in you. And you've got to understand that this is by grace. This is not by anything you do. I hope that helped you today. I hope you get this and understand this and you eat on this, right? My God, that you eat on this and that you understand how much God loves you. Like how much he loves you. Lord God, I, you love me. Like you love me. You love me. You, you love me. You love me. Like you 
love me. Yes, Berta, we will lift up your, we lift up your family right now in the Jesus, in Jesus name. We thank you, Lord God. You said you would comfort those that mourn. So I thank you for comforting Berta's family right now in the mighty name of Jesus. So I hope you get this. I hope you sit back and chew on this and just, just sit there for a minute. Don't rush into something else going, my God, Lord, help me to understand your love. Help me to receive this and then go find scriptures that talk about God's love and rest in those scriptures. Like go find those scriptures, God's spirit in you. And he wants to identify with you how much I, I love you. And so go find scriptures. If you're having a hard time receiving God's love, you need to know Deuteronomy 7, 9, know therefore that the Lord, your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Psalms 86, 15, but you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Psalms 136 and 26 gives thanks to God, to the God of heaven for his steadfast love endures forever. Not partially or sometimes his steadfast love endures for absolutely ever. God's love is unchanging. God's love will comfort us. God's love is revealed to us through Jesus Christ. God's love is poured out and in us through the Holy Spirit. And then God's love will compel us to love one another. I'm just saying it'll love one another. Zephaniah 3 and 17 says the Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. And of course, John three sixteen. for so God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so if you are someone that has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, here's your moment, or perhaps you accepted him, but you didn't really understand what all that meant. Like you didn't understand. You just did what everybody else told you to do. And you just been going to church and you've been feeling like something hasn't been activated in your life. Well, the power of the Holy Spirit has not been activated in you because you don't understand the reconciliation. And somebody just told you, all you got to do is go to the morning bench, confess your sins and who get in the water and you save. But you don't have the revelation of how important the Holy Spirit is this. And so you're not abiding in God's love. You're not understanding God's love. And God wants you to understand your love today. It's so simple, right? You're going to get, you're going to accept Jesus. You're going to renounce your sin. I'm renouncing all sin. I'm, for, I'm sorry I was a sinner. You're going to do that first. And then you're going to turn around and say, Lord, I'm making you Lord and Savior in my life. And then you're going to ask the Holy Spirit, come into my life and take over. And then guess what you're going to do? You're going to get discipled. And what do I mean by disciple? You're going to get connected to someone who can teach you the power of God's love. You're going to get connected to someone who can teach you how to understand and receive and walk out kingdom because you need that. I love you. I love y'all so much. I love you. I promise I do. But more than anything, God loves you. He loves you. Can you receive that love today? Can you get quiet for just a minute? Let's just take 30 seconds. Lord, I receive your love. Your love for me is not based on performance. Your, your love for me is not based on whether I'm good or bad. Your love for me, you're sold out to me in love. You're committed to me in love. And you proved this to me through Jesus. Holy Spirit, 
Help me receive God's love today. The measure, the breadth, the width, the depth of his love that's inconceivable. Help me to receive, know, and understand that today by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, may, the, may, may, may God's face shine upon you today. May you experience him like never before. May you understand the breadth, width, and depth of his love for you because it's immeasurable. It's immeasurable. Don't forget breakthroughs. I want to hear your testimonies about your jobs and promotions. I love you so much, but more than anything, God loves you more. So do me a favor. Go be loved today. Go be loved. Go be light. Go be loved. Go be loved today. And the reason I need you to go be loved today or the reason God needs need you to go be loved today is because it's kingdom, baby. We'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite someone invite someone in call someone over tell somebody come watch this with me host a watch party host a youtube watch party if you didn't see ladies bible study and you're not a part of that group you need to go my god god is resurrecting that dead thing in us and i cannot wait to see it i love y'all so much can i say thank you to my partners thank you 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 your partnership is helping us get the gospel throughout the world your partnership is helping us take care of the poor. Your partnership is helping us take care of the sick. Your partnership is helping us take care of the homeless. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't care if it's $5, $10, 50 cents. Every time you give into this ministry, it is doing something dynamic throughout the world. And I thank you for it. I thank you so, so much. And I'm so grateful for you. And daddy God is thankful for you too. I'll see you all in the morning. Love, peace and blessings in Jesus name. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.